All right. Welcome in. <laughs> Russell.pod. Let's go. Let's fucking go, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, yo. Oh, yeah. Russell.pod yeah. with Brandon and Chris back at it again with another episode. This is the post revolution episode. Yeah, you're getting there. Um, we're here to discuss Revolution. Uh, go over the biggest pay-per-view of the year so far. and Probably will be the biggest pay-per-view until Double or Nothing, and that includes WrestleMania. Um, and uh, talk a little bit of basketball, but really, uh, I think of most of this pod will probably be just talking about wrestling anyway, because there was a pretty big show that happened on Sunday um, in Orlando, Florida, uh, the UCF Stadium, um, right off the Batman. Uh, just... Just five hours of just like nonstop, like action after action after action after action. Yeah. And there was, there was the one thing, the one, I have two complaints. The first yeah. complaint is that there really was the breather, like the, the, the piss break matches that people need in these shows were not really there. I mean, you know, yeah. obviously, you know, it, there was a lot of action. I guess like it kind of links into my second uh, complaint, which is the women's title match that yeah. kind of yeah. fell flat. And that kind of turned into kind of like, all right, I can go out, step outside and have a cig or, you know, go to the bathroom. But um, all in all, man, it, it just started off with a bang with Eddie and, and Chris Jericho. We can go over that match real quick. Like it was Japanese style through and through like yeah. palm strikes, exploder suplexes, like really close near falls. And like it just these two together, it's just like different styles and different generations. And I feel like Jericho gets into all those matches all the time, but like, right those guys have a certain chemistry that was just like, it was so fun to watch and like Jericho being a heel and being brutal. I don't know. Right. I, I, it was great. It was a great opener. It, it really kind of yeah, set everything was, off into motion. They always like really kick off the shows the right way. I think they did a great yeah. job. That one. Yeah. They put the main events. Well, not the main event, but like sometimes on dynamite, they'll put like the main event first and then you're like, Oh crap. Like what's going on next. So definitely a great way to start it off. Um, the next one, I believe, was the tag title match, which was the trios match that, man, oh, my God. Awesome. Like, all all six of these guys, man, like, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, like, Kyle O'Reilly is just violent. Like, he's just a violent dude. Like, everything he does, every strike he does, it meant it's, like, literally so violent. And um, Bobby Fish was great. Uh, the Bucks always, you know, never never miss on a pay-per-view. I think the star of this match was Jungle Boy. I, I mean, Oh my God. He, there's things that he did, like the step up Hurricane Rana onto the top rope to get Matt yeah. Jackson off and then going right down to Nick, who's like right below to get the German man. Oh. Holy crap. It, th- like he does all things that motion. I'm just all, one motion. all in one motion, like literally just like all the momentum he needs in like three steps, gets up to the top of the rope, Hurricane Rana, German suplex. It's man, like he's already a star, but like once he's starts getting the singles run man he's gonna take over he's a he's a pillar for a reason but like he really impressed me um during that match it was i don't know i I feel like he was definitely the star of that match even though the bucks and and red dragon were great but man like he like he did that uh um what was it uh shooting star press from like the like from the top row onto um luchasaurus who's holding one of the bucks down for a backbreaker on his knee I'm like, dude, like, there's no way this dude should be able to do these things and like not hurt himself. But he's just, he's just something like those, like 
the four pillars, you could call them, I guess, five pillars, but like three of the four pillars are guys that like can do things that I've never seen in a ring. Right, and right, it's, right. it's nuts, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, incredible finish. Great match. Yeah. Those tag belts aren't going to stay on them for that long though, because we have, we have Danielson and Moxley who, yeah. I mean, I don't know if they were the next match, but I want to get into that. Really yeah. hundred percent. I mean, so uh, the hard part, the hard part with that match was, I mean, we'll talk, we'll, we'll like touch quickly on the women's match where, I mean, uh, on the last pod, like I talked about how excited I was for that match. And honestly, yeah. it, like it, it, it I know the crowd had had like a, you know, a tired night by that point after like, you know, Punk and MJF. Yeah. Um, and it honestly, I didn't think the crowd was that great, but that match specifically, they were like, they were into it for a couple of minutes. And then it started to feel like the same match that Britt Baker always has, which yeah. is like, oh, it really, and it's not even like a disappointed, like the person I wanted to win didn't win. It's not even like that. It was like, oh, okay. So it's just like. They're clearly, well, it's like they're clearly putting this off for some reason, even though Thunder Rose is definitely up next when it's like, why not you pull it now? Is there a special stipulation? Was there, you know, did Britt really not want to drop it and get her way? Like what, you know, what was it? Um, yeah. Definitely felt awkward. at Like that match definitely felt weird. Like it, there was yeah. clearly something out there. I, I, I've been saying like, I think Britt's injured. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know. Um, but it kind of, no, I agree. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it did kind of take the crowd out of the Danielson uh, Mox match, which was very good. Um, yeah. But this, yeah. It this, was, this match, this match, the Mox, like uh, before having it before the Mox Danielson match and even after the Punk MJF match, which we'll get into in a second. But like, I don't know, like everybody came into it expecting Thunder Rosa to win. If you do the match right and the people in the in the the person that doesn't the person that you want to win doesn't win, but you do it right, you can excuse them for it, right? Yeah. But problem is that it was just so clunky. And I did read that like they were still one, like they were still deciding who was gonna win this match, like even up before the pay-per-view. So it kind of was like very jumbled. I think the goal here, they have a show. Um, not this coming week, but the week after um, for St. Patrick's Day in San Antonio, which is Thunder Rosa's hometown. And she's in like a match against Layla Hirsch tonight where she'll be like crowned the number one contender again if she wins. So I think that's probably what's going to be like, it's just kind of putting it off so she gets the hometown victory, which is fine. Yeah. Look, look, which is, which don't get me wrong. Which is cool. Yeah, it's fine. Um, and I think the stipulation should be something like everybody's barred from ringside or it should be a yeah. cage match to keep all the interference out. Yeah, but I don't think it should have been like a, like a win with like the heel winning through interference i feel like we've seen that so much with Britt that's like okay like <laughs> rather wow. i'd rather have you yeah. i'd rather have layla hirsch be the the contender at, at revolution lose to Britt baker for all the interference that i would understand and then have thunder rosa come on on top and win it all like i i, I agree with you i think Britt's injured because there was a lot of times where i was like that that didn't look right that there's something that she like there's a couple moves that she did like a couple suplexes a couple things like i was like eh, it didn't really work I, to be honest, like the best women's match of the night was Jade Cargill's match against Ty Conti, obviously, oh, yeah. uh, which is a great match, great match. Came but out, um, uh, came out with Kingfish, who's like the best blue player in the world right now. Like, yeah, and the, him, like him seeing him, I, I've been following Kingfish for years. Like seeing him on an AEW pay per view was so fucking cool. I, I didn't know she, he he does the he does the uh, her theme. Like he's the guitarist. In I did theme. not know that. Yeah, so that's that. why he was that's why he was wicked out there. Cool. Wicked cool. Yeah, and. The thing is, and she also came out as Jade for Mortal Kombat, which I was like, that, mm. 
that's awesome um it's so funny how many like video games nerds there are <laughs> we'll get to adam cole's yeah, atrocity adam cole of an outfit later <laughs> absolutely the atrocity me. of an outfit that adam cole had <laughs> that night um but no man like it just it like i said it, if it's done right you can appreciate it and you can understand it like you know i never here's the thing right like everybody wanted Shawn Michaels to beat The Undertaker, or at least a lot of people did. But you understand that Shawn didn't win because they put on the greatest match in literally history. Right. So, like, you can understand. And, of, of course, it's a completely different example, but it, it works because, you know, if any, if I, if in, my, in my mind at that point, if anybody's going to beat the streak, it's him, right? right? So it just, you know, it, it didn't work too well. I, that was the lowest point of the night for me. Um, yeah, the highest it, point of the it, night. It took away from uh, – it took away from the – like not like the next match definitely but um you know william regal showing up really kind of oh popped me right that back is into the moment i was um, gonna say the lowest the lowest point of the night for me was supplemented by literally the highest night of the highest point of the night for me just william freaking regal coming out yeah. I, so, look like so not it's like not only does he do the whole you know slaps mocks turns around brian's laughing slaps brian when he slaps mocks he like headbutts him and gets blown oh, on himself. Oh, and I'm like, so badass. I pop for that. That was so funny. Oh, yeah. Dude, it was, like, it was like some old old school, like Jason Statham. Yeah. Like old school, just like hard ass, cool shit. Yeah. Red Foreman Dad, type shit. Yeah, that's what I was getting. That was, that's literally my comparison. It's like, it's like Red Foreman, where it's like, I'm not going to take your shit anymore or you're going to get a boot up the ass. And yeah. that's, and that's what Regal acted like. That's the thing is that, and it's so goddamn smart of them to do that. Like yeah. not only, not only like having him come out at that point, but like, and obviously signing him, which is going to be like, I think probably the biggest acquisition they've had so far other than probably punk and Brian Danielson anyway. But like the fact that they're working him in his relationship with those two guys, like William Regal made Brian Danielson. I mean, of course, Sean trained him, but like William yeah, Regal I mean, made Sean, Brian Sean's, Danielson into this wrestler he is today. Sean just took and said, dollars from him. Yeah, yeah, I know that. I know that. I know that. But I like, think, still, I think Punk like, made that joke once on Raw. There was, he was like, it was someone mentioned that, you know, Daniel Bryan was trained by Shawn Michaels. All, all, I, all Shawn Michaels ever did was take $1,500 from him. <laughs> it's so true but seriously though like it's 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 so smart to work in the real world aspect of things because now they have a, a tag match tonight on dynamite where william regal's in their corner and it's like can these guys coexist well yeah dad is right there you know what i mean yeah. like yeah. they're like their wrestling father is sitting right there at right. ringside it's like they have to behave so see where this that mat um, that, that storyline yeah. just got like amped to the max to me for me like that is just going to completely i think it ends up with another mox versus danielson match but i would not mind having like a hbk john cena thing where they win the tag title belts even though they're not really coexisting which leads into a bigger match at a later time that can have a lot more things behind it and a lot yeah. more story and they were speaking I mean, of we were talking about like hit like hard hitting stuff with the opener that was uh some of the hardest shots of the night hardest strikes oh for match i mean they were really god damn into each other they are talk about violent. When I was talking about Kyle O'Reilly, those two are yeah. violent. Like Brian, I mean, dude, Brian gets to be himself again. This is like the coolest Ugh. part of him going to AEW. It's like this is so like, cool. That is his character. He's a like a plain looking, technically gifted, violent fucking dude. Yeah. Um, so him getting to kind of hone that identity again is so so cool. Um, Man, it's it's something else. And I, I'll tell you this much: like talk about story and violence. 
let's get an MJF versus yeah. Punk because my God, dude, like oh, I, man, I, so mad I had a segue to it and then you interrupted <laughs> and I thought you were like still talking about that match, but it was just an interruption with your segue. <laughs> go you know, Chris, go ahead. What's your segue, bro? No, I, forgot, I, I yeah. want. No, ADHD already won, dude. You got it. Here you go. Take it away. Hey, here's the point. ADHD always wins. Always goes over, brother. Always goes over. Always goes over. I I think this match, like, this should have been the main event. I understand why they didn't, because you want to make the title look the most important thing on the show. But this this match should have been the second to last. Yeah, actually, actually, that's so tough because, like, if you make it second to last. I mean, you're already you're already in the main event, kind of reeling from that match. You know what right, I mean? Exactly. So it's like if you make it the main, you don't event, want the crowd coming nobody, off of that. Nobody too. gives a shit about the the you know the world title, which is like, my <sighs> but, yeah, man, um, uh, dude. That I mean, just it was exactly as brutal as I thought it'd be. I mean, first of all, first of all, let's talk about the entrances. I mean, oh my god, I can't pronounce <laughs> the name of the song, and I never have been able to, but. When I heard Miseria Cantar, Miseria Cantar, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. The, the AFI song. When I heard yeah. that, I was like, because it's like, all right, when, when honestly, when um, when MJF came out to, to Cult Personality, I was like, oh, Punk's coming out with a different theme for sure. Yeah. And 100%. I really thought he was coming out with the Kill Switch song. That's what I thought yeah. we were going to get. But Fire burns. Yeah. then I like, and, and I'm not, I'm not trying to say I call this or anything, but I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh man, they've talked about Ring of Honor. They're inducting him. They're inducting him to the Hall of Fame. They just uh-huh. bought all the tapes. Right. And then, and then like right there, it started playing. I'm not trying to do the LeBron thing where I, I, I was like, yeah, you know, I thought, I thought Kobe was going to score 70. I'm not doing that. I swear. I, I sat there <laughs> and I really didn't think about it. Um, yeah. Man, I didn't think, I like, I thought he was going to come out like blonde whatever i mean he came out the full tracksuit looked so fucking yeah cool, the cool thing the cool I thing mean, about it too it is that like, like i was just gonna say like the cool thing about it is that like there's been all this discourse on social media recently about like oh, yeah, oh how how that's so annoying like how how did they expect us to know that song it's like they didn't. That's why Excalibur but, but, literally but, immediately said it. But, but, but I didn't watch Ring of Honor. In, in, exactly. And in, 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 in Tony, Tony Khan didn't, didn't explain it to me that, 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 that uh, he would have a different theme song. And, and how am I supposed to get the reference? It's like, well, you know, like there's literally a team of announcers at every single wrestling show ever that explains yeah. what's going on. If you don't know what a <laughs> exactly. called, that's their job to tell you. If when, that's I mean, Excalibur's dude, job to tell you. Yeah, it's Excalibur. It's, yeah, I mean, you know, Taz is sure she's not going to do it. Um, <laughs> but it's like no, I mean, you think. I mean, you think about like what wrestling is. Or you think about who Punk is. It's like Punk's a guy who like references fucking weirdo comic books in his promos. Like that's that's the kind of character he is. Like he is a he is like he comes from like that punk era. Like the literally. Yeah, like he's a nostalgic. He's a nostalgic dude. Yeah. Where like it's like oh the stuff I like is cool blah blah, blah. and like. You know, that was clear. It was very clearly like it looked like it meant a lot to him. It was a tribute to his old self. It was a tribute to, it was definitely like his personal love letter to Ring of Honor, the, the entrance in that match. Cause it's like, yeah. I think it like, I mean, you got to think for a lot of those, like for like Punk Brian, Joe, um, Hero, a lot of these guys that like really found their footing in Ring of Honor. This is the official, like, 
end of what it was you know what i mean it's yeah. like it's like tony might bring it back up again it might it might become a developmental but it's like now it's like this is the the funeral really of ring of honor the original ring I, of honor i wouldn't like, i wouldn't say it's i wouldn't say it's like way, not a bad way no no, like, no 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 i agree i agree i think what i what i saw it as is that that chapter of our yeah okay over. better yeah you know what i mean you know, like Hong talked about he's like i am he talked about it in the in the press conference after he's like i am so proud that you know and he literally said it, it's like i feel like my baby is being looked after when i somebody that like, actually cares about know, my matches and my you know these the, such important part of my career is in good hands um so it's like people you know uh, I, someone from fightful did some some fucking tweet and it just bothered the shit out of me and it was just like you know like tony should cater his programming to people who may not know what that is and it's like first of all uh annoying from fightful because fightful's cool so like that opinion sucked but then it's like right like this is like there is the the disney channel ass wrestling show over there and you can watch it and it's fine whatever but like you know i let like me personally who like i'm like i i'm like wrestling kind of grew up with the internet as a loser and, and like i love love i like i literally sit during those brian matches and i'm like why aren't they chanting you're gonna get your fucking neck kicked in why aren't they doing that and it's yeah. like because it's like and i know it's like dumb like niche shit, you're smart that's, that's what cool that's like that's what's cool about wrestling but like those little references i mean dude all through the 90s like that you know the click would all throw up like the the, the fucking sign Too sweet. to each other Too sweet. like from yeah from raw to wcw and it's like obviously large members of the audience don't know what the fuck that symbol means and it's like they don't know what the click is but it's like that's the whole point it's it's like right it's shout it's shouting out like and it's not even shouting it's not even that is not for the fans it might be in, a, in like a little way but it's like that is for the boys that's for the enjoyment of the people who do get it and right and, and and i don't agree with like gatekeeping that from people either i don't know i, don't, I know there's some stuff about like somebody like asked what the song was and and like punk gave it a rude response and he claimed that it was because that guy was being rude to other people whatever it's you know whatever that is that's fine i don't think but that's cm punk dude like if you're gonna troll him he'll troll you right back stop expecting wrestlers to be like nice people to you i'm sorry (laughs) it's literally it's 2022 these people make there's a like 20 minute video online of cm punk telling people in a crowd in a not even a crowd in like a cafeteria to suck his dick this is like literally there's a video money. he got paid probably 50 bucks to do that he did he did it did not do it for the money he did it for the love of the fucking game he called there's a video rise for the love of the game okay he, he called does, a per, he, he called a man game. a vagina for the love of the game <laughs> <laughs> i think it's my favorite punk video ever it's just like literally the, the camera is so close Dude, to i'm him so too. surprised that is not because because of everything else he said in the video i'm i'm so shocked that hasn't like been brought up to cancel him by now dude i'm like i'm waiting for like the e-drones to find that which they they have not oh but it's man yeah it's like you know it's like i i I hate to be like let people enjoy things but it's like maybe you can watch a wrestling show and learn something that's okay yeah like maybe Maybe. that's fine I, i mean maybe you can like learn about something you didn't know before it's like okay great like and also let's talk about like it as a promotional tactic let's say i am they just bought Ring of Honor. They're going to, you know, release all the Ring of Honor tapes. They'll probably, you know, put they're going to be putting out a streaming service with it, whatever. It's like, oh, that's a cool theme song. Oh, see, that was his theme song in Ring of Honor. Oh, I didn't know that. Who do you wrestle in Ring of Honor? I can go watch those matches now. That's right. also a promotional tactic. It's just like the way people look at it in a way of like, 
oh, he doesn't, it doesn't fit me. I, I, I don't know what it is. It's like, then it's like, look it up. Just, just figure right. it out. And like, the, you can also totally people, appreciate that entrance, not knowing what it is. Yeah. No. And, and, those, and those same people and those same people that complain about it are the same people that get on AEW for signing a bunch of people that, Oh, you just came from WWE. Oh, well, they're all all ex WWE mentioning WWE. Yeah, exactly. It's well. First of all, first of all, WWE almost killed him and then fired him on on his wedding day. So if anybody can be petty towards that freaking company, it's him. But second of all, it's it's also like, how stupid would it be if AEW just pretended WWE didn't exist? It would be exactly. And it's there's no point when WWE does it to like. When they did it to TNA, when TNA was like big, it was like it felt stupid. It does. Right. It's like you're not observing. Like it's like you know, wrestling doesn't need to be this gatekeeping weird thing. It can be an open thing, and it can be fun. It can be realistic. And it's like, yes, Charlotte Flair and Britt Baker know who each other are, and they uh, probably in their minds are competing with each other. Actually, yeah, percent I know that. That's the point. That's the whole point. The whole point of having other promotions is is making you like. Obviously, you want the competition, right? You want there to be another company out there that can up the game of the other company. And look, I'm not the biggest, like, and I bring him up because he made a good reference today about it. Not the biggest uh, Meltzer fan, but like, he did bring up, like, imagine, like, people are talking about how, how, like, well, why can't, when, what is Tony, what is, what does Tony have to do to beat WWE's numbers? And it's like, well, think about it this way, right? Like, Say Coke, right? Coca-Cola has been around for 15, 50 years, right? 50 years that Coca-Cola has been around. And all of a sudden, this new cola comes around. And the sales for Coca-Cola consistently are dwindling over time, but they're still pretty high. But all of a sudden, this new cola, Pepsi, is coming around and gradually getting more popular right. over the years. That's how it That's how it happens. That's how you bring casual people in because people that you used to – like. Jeff Hardy is rumored to, to appear on AEW tonight. The people that are in our generation that grew up idolizing this dude, that this dude literally was like, he looks like me, little emo punk dude in like seventh, eighth grade. I'm watching this dude run around and I make up shit ton of tattoos. Um, he's got, you know, the really cool arm sleeves, really long dyed hair. And if he comes back, that's that's a whole generation of people that's being like, well, I want to see Jeff Hardy in a, an actual singles run that he's actually... Oh, you know, dude, I, control. Have friends, I have friends that probably haven't watched wrestling for 10 years. They're like, they're like, they're like, yo, is Jeff already coming back this week? Cause it's like, they want to tune in and see him. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's, that's the difference. That's, and, and I they, saw, and I they saw, they didn't want to see him. They didn't want to see him. Like it's different when he's just going to WWE and like doing tag show with his brother. Cause it's like, oh, cool. I right. watch WrestleMania thing. Uh, you can expect I mean, that. You can expect yeah, that. Yeah. You can expect that he's going back, but it's like, oh, he's going to this new company. That's kind of cool. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like what's, what's going on there. Yeah. Um, right. It, and the cool thing is, and I, I saw this too, and I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, I think someone shared it in the chat, but <laughs> it was like uh, CM Punk and Jeff Hardy in the same promotion again. And it was the gif of Brett and HBK shaking shaking hands on Raw when when Brett came back to the WWE. And I was like, that kind of is our generation. It's it's not the comparable. Don't get me, don't get it twisted. No, no, no. I'm not I saying, there is, I mean, there, but there's, <laughs> there is I, a little bit of that in this. So, right? so I, said, I said this today, like, um, I mean, I, if they're bringing Jeff back to do the Hardy Boys thing, it's like cool word, sounds good. Um, but in my mind, it's like, oh, I thought he. I think p- partially the reason he wasn't happy at WWE is because they weren't giving him 
anything to do single with stuff single stuff yeah. um which is like oh interesting like maybe he's coming here to do that and who is like hey who's free who's who just got right out of a feud who just finished a gruesome <laughs> dude feud, who mentioned uh, by the way who on the going home show to that match mentioned or no yeah yeah it was it was that going home segment mentioned yeah it was in daily's place yeah um, <sighs> man i mean it was it, so it's like you could have you could tonight you know what i got i, I got my prediction last time correct so i'm gonna try again <laughs> i'm gonna try to go two for two here we go <laughs> um for even though i uploaded it today i correctly guessed the um that whole that mjf would bring up the, the devil the devil, uh, devil devil's biggest trick yeah um tonight cm punk comes out could open the show you know um cm punk comes out and he's pretty much like in so many words now that this mjf thing is over it's time for me to go for the title. He, you know, I saw Hangman defended, whatever. End of the match, he was doing a little, the belt thing, uh, the belt signal. So it's like, clearly that's on his mind. Um, and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm, you know, Hangman, come out. Let's, let's get to it, blah, blah, blah. Boom, Jeff Hardy comes out. And Jeff I Hardy- will, let me interrupt because I just saw a tweet. Adam Page is defending his title tonight against Dante Martin, which, really? yeah, which a little shocking, but Dante Martin is second in the rankings and the first person in the rankings oh, is Wardlow. Oh, that's, I see, I love how they do this because it's that's just like- That's so cool, so in, cool. It's, it's like, it's like automatic built-in, don't need a storyline for it, just a guy, like it's the young gun who works his way up and it's like, he's obviously not gonna win, but he gets to prove himself here. Dante uh, Martin is one of the best young wrestlers in the world right now. And the 100%. fact that he gets a title shot in the main event of one of the biggest shows during the week, so huge. These and systematic rankings are huge. And it's like they don't ugh. even have to use them all the time. They don't have to like die by them. But it's like right stuff like this, you know, a, a baby face who you want to just you want Hangman to defend the title a lot because that's how you keep yeah. touch. That's how you keep yeah. touch. 100%. Um, and the fact that he's doing it like three days removed from a freaking war against Adam yeah. Cole is even better. I'm sure Cole interrupts that. Um, or does of course, I think that so that too. That not done. No, um, I don't think so either. Yeah, but, that, but that would be the point. So like Punk is calling him out and then you're kind of like, oh, you know, I'm sure Paige, the Adams are not finished. Um, and then Hardy comes out and Jeff is like, you know, you gave, you gave Max kid max i was watching he gave like a whole speech about how like you're you know you, you've changed and you you know you learn to forgive yourself for uh you know making a junkie lose his job and uh <laughs> you wanted him to atone for his sins and you know it's time for you to atone to yours phil and you have like because you already like you painted a character flaw with punk in this last whole build up Dude, you know what i mean yeah 100 character flaw in this good guy and you just yeah. saw him, you know, be the, the biggest fucking good guy, you know, bloody face, old school veteran he can be. And now you pick away at that flaw because it's like he should absolutely. I mean, I'm not saying Punk has to go full heel even right now, but it's like. No, you, you can still have baby face versus baby face. There's just like heel yeah, in, the, in the feud yeah. and there's a face oh in the feud. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, uh, so, so, I mean, the whole thing is like. Punk doesn't need to turn heel for this because it's like, how 
much more heel can he get against Jeff Hardy? I don't think they're gonna top him costing him his job. (laughs) I think the most (laughs) the most the most that was the probably the the hottest he was as a heel probably since ROH, right? If if the phrase charismatic enabler gets dropped on my god, dude. I'm I'm so excited. Because here's the thing, right? Like punk so i watched all of the media scrum after revolution with like all the the wrestlers and tk and all that and punk said it like he was like there's so many guys that come up to me now that are saying like i don't smoke i don't drink because of the straight edge society i started wrestling because of you like so when you like straight edge society was jeff hardy like that that was basically what launched that whole storyline where they brought serena deeb in and then luke gallows is a part of it all yeah. that stuff so well, that like was his i mean that was like his original gimmick all he does yeah all he did was like really double down on it and become like yeah like this savior jesus guy yeah which was freaking awesome and then they ended don't it be, with freaking this one said he goes don't be afraid to put your hand to the television screen if you feel my message yeah. And you pray with me. <laughs> so good. He it's it's so good. Like Joel Austin promos on Sports yes, Smackdown yes, yeah. It's so, it's so it's it's so funny because like he, his whole thing like now yeah. is that like I'm just the grizzled old vet that wants to work with all the young guys and all this yeah. stuff. And then like when you have two grizzled old vets that can pro- still go, I don't think Jeff can go as well as he did when he was in his twenties for sure. But like, he can still go. It's like, it's like, okay. Like you have, this is, that's why you bring Jeff in for like a personal match. Jeff doesn't need to, in a match. Wrestle every week. Well, I mean, like if he's, if he's in a match with punk, he doesn't need to like, like he doesn't need to dive off. He can do, you know, he can do a couple of crazy spots, but he doesn't need to do anything like outlandish or like outside of what he can do. He can be like a really like, tough brawl i mean you can bring out a whole different side of jeff in my opinion yeah but i think i and, and this is the this is the thing that excites me the most right is that AEW is bringing in a lot of guys that are on their last run right and if you can make jeff hardy into um obviously not brian danielson but the kind of turn it into notes, well the the thing is <laughs> the thing is with hit with this is that if you can make jeff's last run into a higher isaiah thomas shut up if they can if they can bring in like a like a really new not a new character but like a new like twist on jeff hardy where it's like he is a singles wrestler that's probably going to be managed by matt and he's on this kind of retribution tour which like i want to take out all the guys that wronged me or like i want to be the top guy one more time because like think about it like jeff was the top guy for like what two years and then it kind of just faltered after that after he got fired and then he went to tna and fucked it all up for himself like well i mean in tna he was like he was top guy for a minute uh but it was yeah and then he fucked it up then he fucked it all up for himself yeah exactly but like i mean so i mean you know that being said if we do if we do get the hardy boys it's like cool fine you know i'm I'm not gonna be unhappy tag division is too stacked though tag division is too stacked it's like it's like where do you put them i don't yeah and i swear to god if they bring jeff back and i no, they won't do this. I pray they won't do this. If they bring Jeff back to like work with the the Hardy family office stable, whatever the fuck it is, they won't. They definitely they won't all, all, do that. Which they wouldn't. The bread. Like I'm I'm thinking Vince Brain, because that's yeah. what I expect. 
you got e drone you got e drone glasses on i get it please god (laughs) i get it man i get it jeff Jeff back and he's like on on dark next week i'll I'll lose my mind dude they would never do that tony khan is too tony khan is too smart of a guy Mm -hmm. to say let's bring in one of the biggest stars of the last 20 years in wrestling and stick them on dark you know that's not gonna happen jeff hardy Stan, uh, you know yeah 100 oh and that's and that's he talked about that too he talked because um somebody at this scrum um was talking to tk about like um the trios match which we can get into with um matt hardy isaiah cassidy um andre uh, andrade and then there's you know obviously staying darby and sammy where they're like how do you feel about these older guys that are working with all these younger guys and he's just like Matt's doing a lot, a great job with all these younger guys, but he still has a fire in him to compete. And also on on top of that, there's also these breadcrumbs that are being left behind in this whole story with the HFO, where it's like the Hardy family office, where it's like, they're about to break up and, and something's going to happen tonight because they're all having like a board meeting on dynamite tonight. So they're going to break up, man. And there's only one person that Matt Hardy wants to be with. I can assume when on his last run and it's obviously mm-hmm. his brother, they're already, they're already signed to like eight different tag matches over the yeah. next like three months anyway, to compete with each other. But like, I don't see Matt doing a lot of competing on TV anymore. I just feel like he's going to be doing a lot of the indie stuff yeah. um, just to kind of bring some tickets to those shows. And they're going to be in Webster, I think in this weekend or next weekend. Oh, so cool. yeah. So it's just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. And I, I think that if if they do bring Jeff in, I think the only feud they have to the start the feud they have to start off with is Punk. I, I, I they, too many people cool. need closure. I won't. Be <laughs> I need closure. Yeah, big time. And I mean, I won't be disappointed if they do the Jeff Darby thing because I think that's probably the route they that go. too. Because I mean, they that do too. the same thing, but it's like you already kind of had Jeff and Sammy too. Yeah, you can do you you can do Jeff and Sammy. Even though it's like, do you have? But do you have like Jeff just come in and wrestle for the tag the tnt titles like i don't know yeah. i mean not that not that that would be a knock on him but it's like i like sammy's reign right now and if jeff comes in and loses to him it's like okay, whatever um, well if it can i can i segue because i was going to talk about something about the tnt title yeah i was yeah go ahead go, go for it because it kind of it kind of ties in with the punk thing because the biggest part of that whole match the, the whole match obviously your brutal blood all over the place whatever was the fact that Wardlow finally turned yeah. and it's now finally a face and won the the ladder match to become number one contender. He's going to win. Uh, the, he, old, he, they, the old I can't find the ring. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> awesome. So awesome. In yeah. that, in the, we got the where pop, I put it. Bit. Yeah, we got the pop that we deserved too when he put the ring down for Punk and that's what ended the match. And now we know. So I think that that's going to kind of lead into this team because I think Wardlow is obviously the number one contender, right? So he's going to win it. I think he's going to beat Sammy or Scorpio no, Sky. It's going to be, think, it's going to be uh, Sammy. So I think that or, match goes to happen and Max costs him the match. That too. That that could also happen. And that's also a good story. I mean, that's that's the next story for MJF, which yeah, big, big uh, has to be. I, I I am so I am so sold on MJF being like the greatest all-around Dude, he, like, like young wrestler in the world right now. Put the ring on and he grabs him and, and MJF just like spits right in his face. Mm. Oh man. Dude, mm. it's like you think about how many you think about just like it's like I'm looking at stuff around me, right? It's like if I like spit at this cup right now, I would probably need three tries to really hit it in the spot that I want to hit it. Dude, <laughs> like upward motion right like in Punk's nose. And Punk yeah. hits him with the nastiest punch 
with oh. the uh, oh, the, so G- good. the GTS, like the GTS and then Max, like standing there for a second and falling back on the tax and having the crowd go, Whoa. yeah, <laughs> yeah, he really, that's, uh, that's, that's vet stuff too. Yeah, like that's, exactly, that's something, dude. that's something that like, you know, we talk about like, oh, what a veteran move by, yeah. you know, like rolling out of the ring and rolling back in or rolling back into <laughs> the ring, rolling out to, like what a veteran move. No, 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 no that's a veteran move vintage, where it's like vintage michaels just like literally getting back <laughs> right. in the ring at eight <laughs> <laughs> right it's like it's you 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 see that kind of stuff i i said it today too i was like he is years like, beyond what he should be flair uh, legendary instincts just like grabbing the rope for the rope break just <laughs> <laughs> normal like, yeah shit that shit that like you just you know by playing a wrestling video game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I think I think there's a um there's a lot of stuff that they can do with that. And I think I think the person that takes the belt off of Adam Page is MJF. I think he has proved himself in this feud to be the next Ooh. guy up. Because oh, yeah. and I and I think they knew that too, but like and I said this before, like that is probably the smartest thing they could have done for his character is put him in the feud with punk make him get emotional, show this side of him that now we, we kind of have an understanding of why he is the way he is. And we can kind of, you know, we can kind of sympathize with him, but he's mm. still an asshole. Yeah. He's still spit in Punk's face. He's still, you know, tried to wimp out like the first, like literally the first second of the match, he's like apologizing to Punk, saying yeah. that he's sorry. And it's just like, he's he is the smartest guy because he's not as, he's just as good in the ring as he is on the mic. And I never thought that somebody that good could be as good as he is in the ring at 24 man dude like he has there are so many things that he can do that like he's obviously not the most athletic guy he's not flipping around and doing shit but he is so technically sound and you can tell that he studied punk you can tell that he literally takes most of the shit he does now in the ring on the mic from him and it's it was the best thing they could have done because now both guys look like mega 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 superstars from that yeah. it's literally the feud, feud of the year and i don't think anything's going to beat it for the rest no, of the year no chance no chance I think it could be, be feud of the decade <laughs> honestly like it, it literally is in the running for feud. Of, I, I mean i haven't watched that much wrestling this decade i started last year again but <clears throat> i don't know i mean i mean just just like western wrestling like maybe maybe japan which i don't keep that much up with uh yeah i've heard there's some feuds in you know new japan that are i know osprey's in, in a in a feudal right now but yeah i don't watch too much yeah. uh, new japan but like yeah I, I think like i said it's just it, it makes them both look great um and i think it's going to just only spiraling up for them um uh, mm-hmm. moving forward and um something i did want to talk about because we touched on this before is that trio tag match um between uh andrade matt and isaiah sting yeah, darby and sammy better, uh, better than i thought yeah we i was really i was really (laughs) thinking that was going to be the best break and they literally took it and a lot of fun and it was like six i was like oh they're gonna do a couple big spots and then like whatever and it's like honestly it was like big spot after big spot after big spot yeah yeah they just like would not stop and it's like oh wow okay and i'm like sting at 65 years old sting at 61 or 65 no he's he's 65 years old i think and the fact that this dude jumps from off of a balcony through four tables at he's 60 be, years old he's got to be the last i mean i i can't imagine wrong about this the last active television wrestler who held the nwa world title 
Ooh, that's right? a that's a good one. Who else that's is good. Around? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean, check that. But like, yeah, I'm I'm definitely um, doing that, dude. I mean, when he first of all, there was the the Sammy, um, what, yeah. whatever move he the did. Spanish fly, Spanish, Spanish fly. fly. I was thinking of the word. Yeah, I'm like, and I was, it's like, it's a it's a Van Halen song, so I was trying to think like keyword. I'm like, oh, it's a Van Halen song. Like that's how you remember. But then I'm like, oh, Mean Street. He doesn't call it Mean Street. Unchained. He doesn't. Yeah. Call it Unchained. Dumb, just yeah. my my dumb silly brain um, but anyway yeah when he did he did that off of the like ledge on the stage uh he smacked his face pretty fucking hard on yeah. like, the side table dude that looked rough and then stink kind of did the same thing when he jumped it was like you could see like his head get rocked back right and he like you could see him kind of lay there and he, he was like yeah man that's that's yeah it. i love it you know um, so Real quick before we go on, yeah, to touch on the NWA uh, title. So it is the funny thing about the NWA title is that it's still being defended. Um, oh. Matt oh, Cardona, I mean, Matt Cardona is the current champion right now. So yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I meant specifically TV wrestlers. Yeah. No, 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 no. Okay, no, no. I'm not even saying that. I mean, like the original NWA title before like WWE bought it because now it's right. Like, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. I guess it is. That's my mistake. They did bring it back. I guess it is. It's been defended in every single company. Let's go. Like, you know what? Let's call it. Um, I don't know. It's still the same belt know. too. He's it was retired. He's the last guy from that that WCW era of like, yeah. There you go. You know, Flair yeah. and, and those you know big up guys were still wrestling on TV. Got to be. Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I mean, because most of them are too old or too broken to do it. And this dude is still going and he's still like i watched there was a scrum with sting too after the after the pay-per-view and he was talking about he's like i just you know i, I can still go i i feel great and it's like it's incredible to me that somebody that is at has wrestled at his caliber has done it so well for so long that is still going and is still like yeah i'll throw myself through four tables just to, for the for the pop from the fans it's like yeah he, has, he actually he has like a similar story that sean did but except he like actually actually like did become a good dude <laughs> yeah he wasn't After he didn't continue Bob. to be a he didn't continue to be an asshole to everybody he met yeah, yeah. it's yeah. Um, it's it's crazy i think i i love the fact that he's doing it because it's like you know that's you talk about generations right like matt hardy is our generation um kind of our generation i guess and then like staying as all those old heads you know 90s 80s wrestlers or yeah. wrestling fans watching it matt hardy being in there and then you have isaiah cassidy darby and and freaking uh sammy up, yeah. yeah next up it, it's it's really cool to kind of have that and like knowing that those guys are obviously mentoring those other guys is really cool um and i think just moving forward when we have like i don't think we'll see sting in too many high caliber spots like that again um, I, I think uh, that I do probably will be the last one. Last table up. I yeah, I, I do too. I think but, uh, I, I, yeah. I don't think I mean, it's not, probably the last table he'll go. Yeah, through, maybe not but the I, last table bump itself, but um, but like something at that high caliber. You know, for sure. in in the wrestling business, we we seldom get that lucky to see a guy uh, reach a caliber at his mid sixties where he can still 
confidently take those kind of moves. So there are guys, there are guys in their, there are guys in their forties and fifties that can barely walk. Yeah. And the fact that he's 65 years old or 60 years old and still throwing himself through tables, it's just nuts, man. It's 61. Did you see it? Did you get correct? Uh, I haven't looked it up. I'll look it up right now. Um, It's just, it, it's funny to me. Cause it's like, you know, on Twitter, we were, I saw so many people being like, why is he doing this? Why is he doing this? Why did he do that? And then immediately as he goes through the table, he stands up and he's good. And I'm yeah. like, well, dude, he was <laughs> like, it's just so funny to me it's just like these guys are made of uh he's 62 so i was a little yeah. off we were both right you were you were more right than i was but but still 62 years old throwing himself through tables from 30 feet up like it's it's just Crazy. not it's unthinkable um but no and then um i think the last match that we haven't touched on is the uh, world title match um so yeah, i mean it was uh, it was fine it was like it wasn't honestly, the best match on the card, but it was definitely yeah, the best like no, one-on-one I, singles competitive match on the card. I'll be honest, like, like I, it wasn't. I I think I expected a little more out of Adam Cole. Uh, Hangman was really fucking good, but I don't know. There's something something off. The super it. kick Maybe, on the the super kick on the moonsault was pretty dope. That was that a really was cool, cool spot. And then that, that was the, a really cool spot. The spot where Hangman got that like it was toward the end when he got the revenge when he like uh yes. tied him to the rope and cole hits that Speed the, yeah nice fucking super kick he's just like super kicking over and over and over again and cole just stands up and whacks him that oh, was good so no, awesome. i mean there were some great spots to it i think uh i think it's my fault and my expectations were a little too high given the card um yeah but i mean we're also I probably mean, very tired by that point too yeah i mean it was also like so it was a great match i think i think i just yeah. like i have high expectations for cole and i think the crowd was a little out of it by that point so yeah i mean you you, you do what you can but uh i think that show needed i mean page was going over no matter what but it was like it was cool yeah. that the, the baby face went in the end yeah and the worst part of that match was just freaking adam cole's attire I, not his oh. attire sorry his entrance yeah, when he came out I mean, in dude, the, halo, like a, the halo the like halo three fucking xbox 360 edition yeah he did but you know what he looks like it's like when a football player takes off their jerseys and it's just their their pads and their shirtless underneath it's like that's exactly what he looked like and i was like that's just i get i get where he's going for he's a huge gaming nerd he loves his streaming dude, he loves not, all that stuff I don't, but like, why not I, just uh, come out in like the full the full, helmet well, do the I, helmet not just the helmet the helmet would have been like put like, the mask put the Put the Master Chief helmet on. Put like a vest on that has the same colors or something. Don't wear that stupid. Play. It was just too big for his body. Yeah, no, like he's. Really. It was just way too big. And you know, there's a lot of talk on his body online. I don't care about that shit. Yeah, no, like, no, 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 that's, yeah. He's he's just as he's just a slender dude. Yeah. And the fact that he's wearing this bulky ass like dude, it was like armor. You know what would have been sick if he had a his regular leather jacket. And it was just like Master Chief style. That would have been yeah. That would, and if I, I I'm telling you, if he came out in a mask and took it off like at the at top of the ramp, I, I would have gotten it. I would have gotten the reference. I would have gotten the reference. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. I, <laughs> I would have gotten the reference if he didn't have. I mean, and look, that's that's on him. He obviously had it. They had it made for him. And you good also for him could for have done like once, you could have done like the Halo Three loading screen where like on the, the Tron you have like the circle and you have like I mean, obviously you can't do it because copyright, but you have the ooh. yeah. Like the, the chanting uh, before, yeah. I get and it's it. like, and they're, they're all like, all the all the bullet club guys would have made it like a, a joke about Taker and stuff. I feel like they they could have gotten deflated with that, but yeah, could have been fun. Could have been fun, but it's he, still. He I mean, to come out looking like a Lego man. 
I think looking if I watch that match back a second time, I'm sure I'll appreciate it a lot more. Mm. But at that point, I have just I had been popping all night, and then I just like kind of it. It, it was one of those technical matches, right? Where it's like you know you, you don't expect like flips. I mean, yes, there was moon salts and there were super kicks and they were fighting outside and all that stuff. But like after what we saw, like you never want to put the world title match first on a pay-per-view, but I feel like if they put that match first and then they put the punk versus MJF match last, it still would have made sense. I still would have been entertained. Honestly, that's not a bad idea because I, I, I think it's, it's, I think it's, it makes sense because it's like, this is the biggest match on the card, but it's not going to excite the people as much as the trios tag match or even the ladder match or the dog (laughs) coming up. Like, there's just <clears throat> there's a lot of stuff that they could have done like with the order of the show to make it a lot better but i understand why they made the order what it was i just feel like it could have you could have kept the, the crowd in it a little bit longer if you waited for punk and mjf the most exciting match on the card for sure to go right. last because right. that's when people are like okay this is the time to, to really be like but then again it's like after four and a half hours of a show how many people are i mean people that saw that for the pre-show that's a five and a half hour show at that point yeah, you know what? You're still what? gonna be pretty tired. Oh, speaking of, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I it's mean, not pro- it's not professional to be yawning on a podcast. Mm, Can yeah, you? <laughs> no. I always, I'm always like, yeah, I'll edit that out later. But I, then I get to the editing, and I'm like, oh, that's fine, keep it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So anyway, um, obviously, I, I give, I give it an A, A minus. Yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was a great show. Um, yeah, honestly, it's like. I don't think I it was better than All Out, but I no, don't no, even no, no, no. Uh, or Full Gear even uh, was so good. I don't always love pay per views going that long. I think it's yeah. just I mean, it's good. There's just theory, but, there's just too many people, too many storylines for you not to have that. And I get it. I and look, the the pre show you could have put a lot more on, but there are still a lot of stories going on anyway that you have to put in the pre show. And I right. I did watch the pre show. There's pre-show great matches great. on that show. Yeah, yeah like great matches. I um, there's just a lot more they could have done and probably kind of spread it out a little bit more but yeah, oh no Chris still match was great she's my favorite i fucking love her she's sure. one of my favorite wrestlers she's my favorite women's wrestler other than jake cargill jake cargill is is literally i there was there was a quote that tony had because he had all the champions um on for the media scrum to kind of talk to everybody yeah. and then tony was like do you went up to jade and was like hey um do you could, we, could you come do this media scrum and she's like nah i got plans and she left. <laughs> he's like, he's like, she's too big of a star for me. Even she's, she's just, she's taking her star role and taking her confidence. She's just so confident, and yeah. it makes up for her being so green in the ring. Cause it's like, I, I, I don't care if she's still she's, green. She's still she's learning, like, but she's good too. Yeah, she's yeah, better. She had a fucking beautiful, beautiful frog splash. I was yeah. like, she, she should not at that at that height that she is i i can't i can't remember how tall she is but at that height and how big she is i was like that that's beautiful that's yeah. gorgeous but ty really, really i digress the best in her. it was great oh for sure she does that a lot too i think yeah. ty is so so good at just bringing out the because she's just so intense and she mm-hmm. has like she has obviously she has the karate background but she's just so intense with what she does and everything that like like we talked about before on the go home show when she came out and challenged Ty or challenged Jade to the, the match revolution, she was went off script, right? She like, like, instead of standing at the top of the ramp and talking to Jade, she ran to the ring and then Jade took it and kissed her on the forehead. And then they used that as a spot in the match where they, yeah. they locked lips and, mm. uh, uh, yeah, 
high match match of the night in my in my estimation actually but yeah but no um going on talking a little bit basketball i mean you don't have to go too long on this just because yeah. we are a basketball wrestling podcast yeah um no, we gotta we gotta factor it in there somewhere. gotta touch gotta touch a little bit not too much has changed um there has been a lot of talk um recently i mean if you want to talk about the celtics i mean there a lot has change other than jason tatum dropping a 50 spot on freaking Kyrie and katie's head in the garden the other day i think it's so awesome i i, I forget who said it but um someone said that he has a really he has some paul pierce in him in the sense that nobody no superstar is going to come into the garden and outplay jason tatum and i i agree i that's that's how he should be like he's the alpha on the team he's the alpha in the city and, and no, no superstar is going to come into his building and outplay him. Katie was great in that Nets game, but Jason Tatum was the star and he was the show. And it's just, it's just so awesome to see these guys actually playing well together and actually enjoying oh, themselves. Um, because you, I mean, the the big thing with me at the beginning of the year is just it didn't look like they were having fun. They just didn't look like they were meshing really well in the locker room, and you could tell because there was a lot of talk in the media about it. And then all of a sudden, you know, they start turning around and i think brian windhorse said the other day he was like this is the biggest turnaround mid-season that i've ever seen in basketball and i agree i, I don't think i've ever seen a team turn it on this quickly and they have a chance tonight if they beat the hornets they're going to be freaking half a game out of the second seed in the east that's nuts second seed in the east they were they were in the playoff they were in the play-in rounds like two months ago and now there's in a game and a half or a half a game away from the freaking second seed man I, I love the NBA this year because it's so open and you never really know who's, you don't know who's really going to win um, or at least make it to the conference finals. And I've just loved that They've thrown their hat in the ring. They've just been like, Hey, we're still here. And Jason Tatum is better than your favorite player. Literally, <laughs> it's just, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just the way man, it is. He, uh, you're going to have to, you're going to have to deal with it. I couldn't believe some of the stuff he was doing. The other night. I mean, dude, shout out to JB too. Cause it's like, um, you know, dagger three at the end of that game. dynamite game from Tatum. And then at the same time, it's like, there's JB making those clutch shots, um, you know, staying on defense. He was cooking. Seth Curry was lunch to JB <laughs> in that fourth quarter, yeah. man. Um, yeah. Just, I mean, Marcus Smart was on. He had, you know, it's just like there was, there was one spot where it's like last, I think it was the last few minutes of the game. It's a tight game. Smart goes for a three, airs it, nothing. Tatum walks up to him, pats him on the head. He's like, keep going. doesn't matter. Go, yeah. go, go. Keep and taking those shots, like, bro. They win the game right after that. And it's like, whatever whatever your critiques were for Tatum and Brown and who they were, who they are as like players and teammates, it's like, I don't want to hear it anymore. Don't hear it. It doesn't matter if you think they went through a change or who's responsible or what's responsible, whether it's the coaching, whatever. Um, don't care. It's... I'm really just loving how this team's blossoming. Yeah. I even I, it's I, like we could. I'm not kidding. We could get first round bounced. Still, just so proud of this team this year. Yeah, so it's a building. You know, and we talked about this a couple months ago on the pod where it's like we weren't. I mean, I was saying you know before the season because I'm a homer. I was like, oh, I could see them going to the Eastern Conference Finals for sure. And then two two weeks later, they start sucking, and I'm like, oh well, maybe not. Maybe they should trade smart. And then it's like, oh wait a I minute, know. they shouldn't. <laughs> they really shouldn't do that. Um, it's just it's so funny to me because it's like <clears throat> in the in even in the in the media, nobody talks about the Celtics. They they've talked about them recently, but like I I, I got so frustrated the other day because the first time that they blew the Knicks out. The next day, everybody was just talking about, can the Nets still make the playoffs? 
It's like, can we not yeah. talk about the team that just dominated them? Can we not talk about the team that is the best defensive team in the league right now? And the number one thing, and I will always go back to this because I know I was right about it. Yime Udoka is coach of the year. He is the reason why this team is so good right now because defense is coaching. And the fact that you see Jason Tatum going up to Marcus Smart and patting him on the back after, or on the head, you know, after missing a three, that's Jason Tatum being a leader, but that's also coaching. It's like, we trust him to take these shots. He's in the position to take those shots because we are putting him in that position to do so. Ime Odoka has figured out the formula. And then I think Derek White coming into this whole thing is just, it, it, I think it's probably one of my favorite trades they've ever made because he matches smart so well. in the fact that he's so good defensively, but he has those moments where he can shoot and have, you know, five threes a game or in, in any game. And also not only that he signed for three or four more years after this year. So it's not like Derek White's a rental. He's here for the long haul. So we have this starting five or six people that are locked up for many years and you bring that in and you have a locker room like that. Bringing in Tice is so big for the locker room. It's so huge because most of those guys are, were with him during those Eastern Conference finals. Um, same with Al. It's just you, you, they needed to find the right um, – first of all, they needed to get healthy. That was the number yeah. one thing. They definitely needed to get healthy. They also, needed, they also needed their shots to go down because Jason Tatum was shooting like 33% at one point. Yeah. And now it is. And he's, his field goal percentage went up like 10% the other like with over, over the last couple months. Check, but also uh, – Check this stat out. Um, so these are Rob's block totals. Sorry, I wanted to find oh, yeah. what we were talking before, before we get yeah. on the Celtics. Rob's block totals in each game – um he had one game of 12 blocks two game i don't know i'm sorry hold on a little, a little, a little i was gonna say 12 I blocks know, I, I read that <laughs> fucking like, totally that's that's nuts that's He's like dream. games with one block 12 times jesus 13 games of two blocks 11 games of three blocks four games of four blocks five games of five blocks one game of seven blocks. jesus jesus seven blocks seven in a blocks game. i don't know which game that was Gener- uh, generational generational but, uh, right, five five block five games of five blocks and that's, that's nuts like, that's these are i mean these are have to be all recent games because he, he you know came back from injury fairly recently um yeah. just yeah I, i've been just generational so he's absolutely he's absolutely generational and the thing is i mean here here are his stats for the year right yeah 10 points a game he's shooting 72 percent from the floor that which all centers should because they're underneath the basket but he's also averaging 9.8 rebounds a game, two assists, 0.9 steals. So like I steal a game and two blocks a game, like uh, averaging a double, double on top of having two blocks a game and shooting mm-hmm. 72% from the floor generational. If, if they give him more shots, dude, I mean, I remember a couple of weeks ago, he went like five for five in the, in the half and he had like, eight or nine rebounds with like five blocks at the time. And they were like, that's the first time any center has ever done that in the history of the game. I'm like, this dude is, he doesn't have to be, you know, averaging 28, you know, 12 and five to be generational. He is just, he's like, if Marcus smart is our Draymond, mm. <laughs> like Rob Williams is like our Draymond to like Draymond B, you know what I mean? Like it's, he's just those two defensive catalysts that can allow the offensive players to get into a rhythm. And also most of those, re- like if he gets offensive rebounds, he's dunking them. Like he's, right. it's literally just a put back dunk. So 
they just have found this really good lineup and this really good style of play or that is just going to propel them. Again, I agree with you, whether it's a first round exit or they go to the Western the Eastern Conference finals or they go to the finals, I'm still going to be proud of this year because it's just, it's a stepping stone. Um, it's definitely something they can build on and they just have to restructure the roster to get them to that championship level. And I think they can. Right. Um, and <clears throat> one thing to end on, because I, I did want to talk about this because Russell Westbrook recently has run into a lot of stuff, um, not only just on the court, but off the court where like a lot of people are oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. shitting on him, setting death threats to his mom. Like this is, this is the problem with all sports fans. And it kind of ties in with wrestling because I yeah, think the two time. most toxic, the two most toxic fan bases in the world are wrestling and basketball fans because yeah. these guys take, these fans take everything the, so the two personally. Things, the two things that we cover on this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> those those, those are the worst ones, folks. We should have named, yeah, we should have had the word toxic in our, in our name for some reason, but no, seriously, like it's, it's, watching these guys like yes Westbrook is not playing well he's having a horrific season but it doesn't mean that people in LA the, the place that he's from the place that he's pumped money and donations to for his entire career should be sitting ringside telling him he should go and die or go and retire it's like right. how, how much of a baby do you have it's a game if your Lakers aren't good all you have 17 championships all it's like shut up like, look, I'm a big sports fan. I'm a big wrestling fan, but I will never get so per Like, I would never, like, DM Tom Brady after he left the Patriots and say, I hope you go and fucking die, you piece right, of shit. It's right. like, no, it, these guys are making the decisions for themselves. And, yes, if they don't play well, they don't play well. And, yes, it's a fan's responsibility and a fan's um, right to boo and cheer. But there's a difference between booing and sending death threats. Like, that's – there's in, – in this whole thing with, with wrestling, too, like, people getting on CM Punk, telling CM Punk to move on from his hatred of WWE. It's like, no, those people did horrific things to that man. And the fact that he is, has a chance to be petty about it, let him do it. Who cares? If you don't like what he's saying, turn it off. If you don't like how the, the Lakers are playing, that sucks. They'll be back next year. You know what I mean? Like you still have LeBron James on your team. You still, mm. I mean, it's, it just frustrates me from a spectator point of view. Cause it's like, even after, I mean, I was not a big fan of Kyrie after he left, but I would never reach out to him. <laughs> like, yeah, it's also like, it's a, a big thing. It's so like, dumb. Know your play. I, like, I'm, I'm obviously not a Ben Simmons guy, but like, when there was like discourse about his like mental health, it's like, this is, it's, these are the points where you just have to realize your place as a fan and move on. Every yeah. Day. That's it. Yeah. It's they're a, human it's, too, he's, man. He's, he's, you know, he's making up that he has mental illness so he can he sue whatever. It's like, Okay, that's that's the end. Like that's that's it for me. It's like that has nothing to do with basketball or like Philly anything. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That sounds sounds like a personal thing, and that sounds like if he's lying about it. Yeah, I guess that's fucked up. But it's like, um, I have no. But you don't know. That. I don't know that, and I'd rather. Yeah. I'd rather be wrong, staying out of it, than like have some like controversial like. Oh yeah, it's like all right. Like if you're gonna say like one guy is making up mental health thing because you don't like this basketball player what's like what's the difference i mean i mean that same thing happened with Kyrie a while ago too yeah um no for sure it was like all right so where do, where do you like draw the line because it's like you know do you like all that like mental health awareness stuff it's like you don't actually care about that it's just like 
based on what's convenient for you. And it's like, you just want, you just, yeah, yeah. you want it. You want to start a discourse. You want to be, you want, I mean, a lot of this, a lot of this is just to get the attention of likes and retweets and all that stuff. And it's just like, I think, I think uh, Twitter is a toxic, toxic hellscape. I still use it every day and I still yeah. love it, but it's I, still, I, I still love it. <laughs> I still I love still it. I, it. I'm still here for all the toxicity, but when it gets to the point where it's like personal and we're commenting on someone's post being like, you should just retire. You should die. It's like, no dude, like that's, that's so why, why, what I mean, do, I what did, do you, I did, I did say some choice things to Danny Ainge, but that's, that was way different, way different. Not even the same thing. Uh, I guess I shouldn't be talking about trolling what I'm literally hosting a podcast with one of the biggest Twitter trolls I know. I'm not. I a Twitter troll. <laughs> it was one one rude. He thing says said he, he says he says I, it was he laughs one, maniacally. <laughs> one rude thing I I mm-hmm. casually mentioned an illness he had recently had had nothing to do with with any basketball since he made. Here is here is my. Dude, you know what? You 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 draft, you you take Tyrese Maxey. You do it. You t- I don't know why you don't take him, but it's fine. Oh my it's totally god! Fine. No, but I'm not even gonna get into it. I'm not even gonna get here's, into it. Here's here's Danny Ainge sabotages Celtics on his way out because he knew he was being <laughs> ousted. He knew his days were numbered because he sucked. So he purposely tried to destroy the team. Am I wrong? <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong with his draft picks. I agree. Well, hold on. His last. Hey, his last yeah, yeah, one. His last same. one. That's I, I was specifying I last year. I agree. I agree. Yeah, no, I agree. Oh yeah, we're, we're keeping we're keeping evidence. I'm mad. I'm mad. <laughs> yeah, Evan Fournier will be here for a long time. Fuck you. Here's, oh, fuck here is my. He knew, he knew he would. Go ahead, Brad. Take it away. I'm just. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get pissed off. I'm gonna get pissed off. Every fucking dude played six minutes. Here is here is my he, he hit me, here is my three shots against the Nets three shots against the Nets uh, he got a bunch a bunch of a bunch of highlights for yelling at Kevin Durant hot shit we we lost in five games cool good signing great right. he traded he <laughs> traded he traded for Evan Fournier he traded for him trade that's the word I meant thanks <laughs> <laughs> all right here's my final word um. And if you want to keep going off on Danny Ainge, you can. I'll just log off of Zoom. Um, <laughs> my my final word on you. Son still work for the goddamn team. I really hope I get to get one word in. You get his here. son right That's... out of town. <laughs> All right. Here is my quintessential example of how I know that you are a Twitter troll. Should be fired. <laughs> you are blocked. Oh, man, this Jones. doesn't count. This is yes, so it does. different. Yes, it, yes, it does. Name search. You, you, yeah, I see. You, <laughs> you got blocked yeah. by Sammy Guevara, Harmless thing. Harmless and you don't, thing. and you don't, you didn't even remember the tweet that got you blocked from him. You know, so here's funny, the, the Ty Conti one that I think it is like might not even be it. He probably. Yeah. Like, I was thinking about that. There's like, probably that a lot of other things that you have. That's what I mean. It's like you yeah. you have said a lot of things to a lot of people on Twitter that have probably gotten you blocked or muted that you probably don't even remember that you did, and you will look on someone's page and be like, "Why am I blocked? Weird." Yeah, it does. Why am I blocked? <laughs> you know what's funny? You know what's funny? That just happened during this pod. <laughs> I. uh so, yeah. um, do i know you or do i fucking know you <laughs> i'm not seriously i'm not kidding it was like some guy was like to um like talk to him about one of my one of my like friends from philly and i like quote tweet as like like literally i didn't even i i did not say anything bad or harmless but it was because that guy responded to my tweet that i 
got blocked. I just figured that out. Um, but it's okay. It's okay. I mean, I was I was off the hook this time. I didn't do anything wrong. I am uh, guilty by association. Yeah. Um, uh, Chris, how many what happened usual? to your what happened to your old Twitter account that you had like a bunch of followers on? DMCA, actually. Uh, I got <laughs> I got in trouble for posting a bunch of uh they were they were Al Pacino fan cams. Uh, is it DMCA? Whatever the video copyright place is. Um, no, but you know what? You know what? All the horrible things I said about Hillary Clinton, they let pass. They did let pass. Okay. <laughs> let me just let me just say it. They All say right. this country okay. is controlled by the liberals. They let you say whatever you want about Hillary Clinton on Twitter. It's true. It's true. Hey, well, um, that's all I got. So if you have anything else you'd like to say, I, I, I think we can probably end it. I there. don't think Danny Ainge should have a home. <laughs> I don't think. I think it's very. I think it's very fitting that he is now running the Utah Jazz. Let's just say that he is running the Utah Jazz. He was like hmm, fitting of him. What's what's a more racist city I could work for? <laughs> how exactly. can I be? How can exactly. I be surrounded by more white racism? <laughs> Oklahoma City has Sam Presti. Let's go to Utah, baby. <laughs> I get it. Oh, I get it. Oh my god! Oh, Oklahoma City has way too many draft picks for me to do it. <laughs> way too many draft picks. For me to, he's drafting guys. He's drafting understand. guys. He's drafting guys at five that should be drafted in the in the second round. Fucking idiot. Oh man! Not, All right. Well, no, you know, whatever, whatever. I I, I could have drafted Jason Tatum. Shut up. Shut up. He gets all this credit. Actually, well, he didn't just draft Jason Tatum. He traded out of the first overall pick because the Sixers the drafted freaking Markel Fultz. No, because the trade because the Six trade wanted to get Markel Fultz, so they traded back or traded up in the draft while the Celtics got the first overall pick. Knew that they were going to get Tatum regardless. Yeah. Traded back. That's a smart move. Okay, you get it's a smart move because they got a draft pick out of it. I don't remember what the draft pick turned into. Let me, I understand it's very good. I know, I know you hate Danny. I want to get slander off. I want to get Danny Ainge, though. Let me from from my point of view. If you you right now are about to go on a pro Danny Ainge tirade, I'm not. I just told you he should be on the streets. (laughs) I was gonna say, I have to play devil's advocate because. He gave me the and only Danny's Celtics title. He gave me the only Celtics title in my lifetime. So I have yeah, to. All right. What, yeah, fine, Brian, fine. He brought KG to the Celtics. You know, he brought Ray Allen to the Celtics. Tell me, tell me I'm wrong. Vince I'm wrong. McMahon gave me some special moments. I, 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 well, you know, I don't have the same feelings, but he's actually, Vince McMahon is definitely a worse guy. Oh yeah, hundred percent. By a lot. Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon sure is Danny a Ainge. horrific sure Danny person. Ainge killed somebody or is capable. <laughs> killed somebody and then covered it up or tried to blame it on somebody else. Yeah, he kind of killed Owen Hart, um, and then blamed Hart. it on the. Yeah, kind of did. You know, kind of skimped out on the on the correct uh, equipment that he needed to propel from a what 50, 60 foot drop, and mm-hmm. then just like ah, we don't need it. Yeah. And then Owen Hart dies that night so anyway um that's that's it for us that's, on that's, ending that's, on a good that's, note that's there <laughs> um listen listen next week to more doomsday takes the, more dystopian uh, takes about uh danny ainge it's, uh that's the end of the i think that <laughs> we're, we're definitely getting canceled after this episode if no, we weren't canceled before i don't think that's game we've said we've said fine. we've said a lot worse things uh let's see should we go back like four minutes i I made for like Hillary Clinton, uh, Danny Ainge. Oh, I, I was talking about the the SoundCloud days. Our SoundCloud podcasts were canceled. Oh, that for doesn't sure. exist. That doesn't exist. <laughs>
the archives that are on SoundCloud would get doesn't exist. You'll never find them. Yeah, um, don't go looking for them either, because if you do find them, we're you'll never, you'll never ever find it. I promise. Chris, I, I, promise I, I swear to God, <laughs> we've, we've erased it all. From it's like the it's like the, the Jonas Brothers cover that we did when we were in like eighth grade. You'll never ever ever. Please ever God. It. Please, God. Anyway, uh, let's end it there. Please, God, end it there. <laughs> let's please, God, end it there. Thanks for listening. I will be back next week um, going over everything wrestling and basketball for Chris. I'm Brandon. This has been Wrestling Pod. Cue music. Uh, uh, Cue music. Uh, I, I should put the music at the end. This is this is this is Chris's cue for editing. Oh, okay. Put music okay. in. <laughs> Chris, you got you got to put the music right here. Hey, hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. You.